0: Hello, uh, welcome to the Red Card Club with me, Simon Kidney, Dan Leo, and uh, the very attractive Sammy Tui Tupu. Uh, and today's special guest. Uh, should we play Guess Who, Dan?
1: Uh, he's big. He's black. No, no, no
2: i <laughs> <laughs> And he's known for his big right hook on possession. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's already
0: started. It's already started. Good morning, Manu. How are you?
3: Good morning. Uh, thank you very much for um, having me on here. I hope you guys are well, wow, and I hope you've had good Christmas and uh, and happy New Year. Thank you. Um, th- first
0: things first, we um, we talked to all of our guests about their special red card moment. Um, Sammy, <laughs> Sa- Sa- Sammy might have already spoiled it, but do you want to talk us through one of your most memorable red cards?
3: I think I've only had one. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I Sorry. think I've only one had that, one. One that he can remember
2: is too many <laughs> knocks to the head. A bit like Dan.
3: Yeah, I think I've had too many concussions. Um, <laughs> no, the, the only red card I've had is the one at Twickenham recently um, on George North because uh, that was a yellow card against um, Northampton with Chris Ashton. Just the yellow? Oh. Yeah. Back <laughs> in the day when rugby was... Uh, Three months more been, hands uh, on. must have dropped his, uh, <laughs> have dropped his glasses.
0: Well, yeah. talk, talk us through the George North one, mate, because we'll, we'll probably come and talk about that Ashy one, even though it was about 10 years ago. But talk us through the George <laughs> North one.
3: Um, so I think it was pretty late in the game. Wales coming back, catching up to us, and, and uh, North made a break down the wing. And Slade made a cover tackle and was holding on to his legs. So I was I was coming across, and I was thinking, Jesus Christ, this guy is massive. He's he's a beast. <laughs> and I thought, wow, there's only one option. He's just put my whole body in, um, into him. So I just pretty much closed my eyes and uh, and hope for the best. And I, I was going in for the tackle. George saw me flying. And he just sort of ducked down, or like dropped down, and as he dropped down, and sort of caught his head with my shoulder.
0: What was the um? How how long? How long was the ban for that one, Manu? And did you did you contest uh, it?
3: So yeah, we we uh, pleaded not guilty. I ended up getting three weeks. You pleaded um, not guilty. Yeah, <laughs> because so that the the fact that um, George could have stayed on his feet We went really low so um, he dropped down so that's that, um, didn't help the situation so but obviously we lost We lost the case but we, we got three weeks but fortunately for the COVID I didn't serve any of it
2: <laughs> i tell you what Manu I might have to get your lawyer's number after this mate because uh, every time I've always gone into a hearing they've always told me to plead guilty mate <laughs> I better have a word with my lawyers. Sammy, there's a, there's,
0: there's a reason for that, mate. There's a reason for
3: that. Maybe you've had too many, Sammy.
0: <laughs> Sammy, two YouTube, uh, uh, YouTube highlights are available for you all to see um, with his occasional five minutes on the field off and on. Uh, Manu, I know um, I know the boys have got quite a lot of questions to ask you. And uh, and again, yeah. thanks for joining us. Um, my, I, I, I'll, I'll kick off, if you will. Um, sitting around the uh, dinner table when you were growing up um, how did you manage to get any food
3: it' was pretty much uh, you know they're the first ones there you, you get the food really <laughs> um yeah it, was, it, it, yeah it was it was tough um you just have what he, what you what you get really and um you know mum and dad they you know as, as most of us they they work hard to put the food on the table but like i said it, you're there first, you you eat what you can and you leave a little bit for your brother. (laughs) My mum always say, yeah, leave something for your brother. So if you get there, there's, there's four breads, you eat three and leave one. (laughs) (laughs) Four four pigs,
1: you eat three and leave one. (laughs) So there's,
3: there's normally, you know, there's no leftovers after dinner. Um, so, yeah, it was good. It was good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and, and can you tell us a bit about um, how you've settled in at Sale, and um, I guess what's happening behind the scenes there? We're, we're hearing uh, rumours about um, a new director of rugby coming in to replace uh, Steve Tom. and I know S- uh, Sam talked a bit about that in, in last week's show and how that's going to impact the. Uh, the club, but I guess just for you personally, um, can you just tell us um, a bit about Superdial? Because I, I believe um, Steve was pretty, um, Steve Diamond was pretty insti- uh, instigator in bringing you to the club. How's, how's that uh, going to impact you and and the and I guess the club and uh, this news of uh, Pat Sanderson coming across?
3: Yeah, thanks Dan. Um, I really enjoyed uh, coming into Sale and um, like I said before in, in some of the interviews that I had one for the stuff that happened in in Leicester, I had one Zoom call with uh, with Dimes, and um, you know I, I like the way he he ran the club, and you know he's um, pretty straightforward. And um, that's the kind of kind of thing I I like is you know people talk straight, um, you no know, going around the bush. It might be tough, but I'd rather that, so that's the first thing I I said to Dimes. You know, I like that, and uh, you know, where's, where's the contract? So I came up here. Um, I've enjoyed enjoyed every minute of it. To be fair, um, living in a place called Alderley Edge, it's not a bad place. It's where the footballers live. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the the boys are giving me. Every day for it, it's like, oh, okay, big dog. I was like, hey, I, I, I didn't choose the place. My missus chose it, and uh, <laughs> luckily, well, fortunately, the uh, the circumstances that I came here on the the club um, helped me, helped me out with uh, you know with accommodation as well, which is um, which you know pretty pretty fortunate. And um, in terms of rugby, I, I really enjoyed the. The system here um, in, in, in both attack and, and defence is, you know, it's really exciting and, uh, you know, with the squad that we have, um, I think we can really, really get somewhere. And I think, I um, you know, there's there's rumours of um, Sanderson coming in. I think it would be, be massive uh, for the club. Obviously, there's a gap that um, Steve has left here. Um, so I definitely think it'll be a great addition to, to the coaching staff. Obviously, Paul Deacon and um, and, and Forsha are doing a great job. So I think it'll be, you know, if he does come, it'll be a great addition to, to the coaching staff.
2: Yeah, Manu, just as while we're on the topic about sale and that, um, can you give us a bit more sort of um, chat on sort of you know, obviously, de- your departure from Leicester, where you've been pretty much all your career, and that, uh, and then sort of coming over to Sale, and sort of finding yourself in an environment where you've got yourself fit, got yourself back playing, and then sort of you now you've picked up another uh, long-term injury. Um, how you, you be uh, coping in terms of uh, mentally? Uh, and obviously physically as well. Um, you know, obviously, well for your injuries and that, and you've done well to come back. And then obviously, um, what's your goal? Sort of looking at now um, in the future.
3: Yeah, obviously the the stuff that uh, happens that happened that Leicester, you know, it wasn't great. I thought what happened was wrong, and you know, as simple as that. And for me, I couldn't couldn't stay there any longer. Honestly, coming here, you know, love that. You know, being around here, you know, it's such a great club um, and, you know, a great bunch of boys. So in, in terms of uh, my injury, obviously, is, it's another big one. For me, I've had uh, so many injuries that I've, you know, the experience I that I've had and picked up along the way has helped me massively um, in terms of dealing with it. You know, the injury is part of the game. Yeah. Um, even though it's... it's it's not ideal, but you got to accept the fact that you, you, you're injured and it's happened. So for me, as soon as I got injured, I look at, I look at uh, getting a scan um, and looking at the, the time frame that, that for me to come back. So I always focus on, on the date that I come back. So and hopefully that'll be around April, um, April time. So mentally, like I said, you know, the, the experience that... All the injuries and and the, the things that's happened in the past, both like well, on and off the field, um, that's helped me massively in terms of coping with uh, with yeah. uh, with things uh, mentally. So you know things happen. You know you can't you can't dwell on it or you you, you can't down about it or be sad about it because that's not going to change. Um, you know it's not going to make things any better. So. All you all got to do is, you know, accept the fact that he, well, I'm injured, you know, for, for a long time again, but, you know, for me, I'm, I'm very fortunate that. You know, I, you look at it, you know, it's my Achilles, yeah. you know, it's not the worst things that's happened. Um, you know, you, you look at the bigger picture. There's a lot, of, there's, there's worse things happening in the world right now and having a rupture of the killers is, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a minor thing. So for me, just focusing on my rehab is going well. The guys here at SAIL are helping, mass- helping me massively, especially you, Sam. Um, so, yeah, for me, just, um, you, you got to get on with life. Whatever, whatever happens, you you, um, you just got to deal with it. And uh, for me, I always just look forward. When it, whatever I'm into, I always just look forward to have that picture in my head of the day that I'll, I'll come back. Rampage. just
2: another thing. How much has um, your belief uh, played a big part in terms of um, your drive? Because obviously, for us Pacific Islanders, our belief has been a you know big part of our culture and all that. How much has that been? Uh, a big
3: drive for you, or has it played a big part? Yeah, it's it's massive. You know, as an islander, you know, I'm I'm Catholic, and my belief has been there from from day one. You know, it helps me massively. My wife says to me on on Sunday to go to church because she can see that after church, I I feel much better and and I feel much more relaxed. So for me, it plays a a big part in in my yeah. life. Uh, mm-hmm. Not, not just rugby.
0: Manu, um, th- th- I, I appreciate you being really open with us. So thank you for that. Um, in, in terms of Leicester, you're, I think you went there when you were about fifteen. You, know, you, you left there when you were you know, just over twenty-one. Um so you spent you spent you spent, you spent you spent you spent half you spent half oh, your he life. Read, did he read you his English
3: passport? Did he put British passport? Yeah, but it depends which passport you're looking at here. Sammy, I Sammy five, Sammy's got three, but <laughs> he's got five, man.
0: <laughs> Kiwi, Tongan, Irish. You got a, that was part you of forget, his lens to The
3: uh, the Indian one
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's what he uses for his Uber driver. Oh, come on, a, mate. Leave.
2: <laughs> come on, money Leave my legs out of it, mate. <laughs> you know,
0: you're you, you, you go to somewhere where you're 15 you spend you spend 15 years there that that must be a there must have been something really quite controversial to really annoy you because that's kind of divorcing your family and b. the the emotional um wreck
3: of that must
0: have must have been playing on your mind for some time
3: yeah it was, it was massive it's a massive decision that um they had to make like you say i've, I've been there since since a young kid you know all my family um, six of my brothers have uh, played there and, and come through the come through the Tigers. So for me, it, it took something that big for for me to leave, and it was pretty simple, really. You know, what what happened was was wrong for me. It's just it's, it's simple. If it's if it's wrong, you know, you, you got you got to make it right. and um and for me I can't I can only control what I can control. I can't control other people, um and what their what their thoughts and what their emotion and yeah. um and, and what they do. So um yeah, it was a, it was a tough it was a, a tough decision to to leave, but I definitely make made, made the, the
1: right one. And many run but just to, to, to take it on a little bit of a different um, angle, one of the, the saddest things I saw uh, a few weeks ago, I think it was on one of when your brother's uh, Facebook pages, was um, the passing away of your of your father. Um, and um, I was just wondering if, obviously, there's not many people uh, in this world who can lay claim to having, uh, you know, six, I think it's six uh, international rugby players as sons. Yeah. Is that right? Six, six of you guys? Or yeah. Seven? Six. six of you. Um, um, can you just tell us how hard that was? And obviously, I saw a video of you guys um, having to watch your father's funeral by uh, Zoom and uh, and Facebook Live and those sorts of things. Can you just, um, I mean, that must have been incredibly tough not being able to get back to Samoa for for to be with the family at that time. Yeah,
3: it it was it was tough, and uh, um, it's uh, just something that you you, you never think that's going to happen. Um, you know, my, my dad is, you know, he's a, he's a hero for me personally growing up, looking up to him and, you know, the, the things that, that he have done and uh, for our family and, and, you know, the way that he uh, he handles himself. So, yeah, it was tough, uh, you know, not being able to, to go back. Uh, I was looking to, to book a flight to go back but you know before the quarantine you get to new zealand quarantine for seven days or 14 days and then you get to Samoa. you you do the same so by the time me and freddie get to get to our family it would have been three weeks after the funeral so um we decided that you know we will we'll just watch it and and go back in 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 the summer but you know for us he you know he's gone um he's uh he's he's done his job in this world and you know he's uh he's resting now and you know the the best thing I say the best thing in this life is that we all we all die. So um and it's gonna it's gonna come to all of us eventually. So um he's done his time and uh it's for us to to, to carry that on. So you know we'll uh uh, I had a, we had a few, we had a few beers uh, for him, and uh, I'll see him when I when I get back to Samoa.
1: Hey, well, I know he's um, obviously incredibly proud of of you and all, all all your brothers and what you guys have achieved. Bro, so honestly, man, um, seriously, hope you can get back to Samoa soon and um, and be with the family, bro, to uh, Thanks, to put him to rest uh, properly. Eh? just 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 the, on on that note, on your last trip back to Samoa, I know I remember reading. That uh, you saw um, uh, someone uh, for four, or which yeah. uh, was was um, probably badly translated by the Daily Mail at the time. I think as a as a witch doctor. Um, I don't think it really. Uh, for me, it's more yeah. of a, I, I, yeah. a, natural, a natural healer. Could you just explain about uh, that process and how that how that happened? What made you go back there? I know you said your faith plays a part. Does does that does that. Um, Process not probably clash with um, some of the, yeah. the Christian beliefs. How did, how did um, you navigate that?
3: So, yeah, for, obviously for me, uh, and uh, you know, most of the I'm, I'm pretty superstitious, um, and I know what you said I, you know I'm pretty strong in in uh, in my belief. But back in if you know, Dan, back in. The days before before Christian came over, the people, they say in Samuel, the people were two sided. They, they were, not to translate it, not goes equal, you know, Dan?
1: Yep, spiritual. Um, yeah,
3: people were two sided. Um, and, um, you know, even even though there's very strong religious back in Samuel, but these things actually happened, you know, it's, it's very strong, those uh, spiritual, uh, nature back in the island, and, and I, I grew up on that, and um, and I've seen it, I've seen it happen. And so when when I, it was actually my brother Freddie that he, he he mentioned that you know we have thought of going back and uh, having the the four, four because you know it might be you never know. So that's when I went back and and saw the the spiritual healer. I was there for. I had the full for ten days, every day, and she told me, you know, about the, the the spirits that hanging on to me. So, so she she had the had to do it with the Fijian oil. Uh, that's the the only oil that she can do the the full four with. Um, I did that for ten days, and she said that three lady spirits. Uh, um, so what they do, they try and marry themselves onto you. And their way of getting to you is is hurting you. So so her 4-4 four four was um, keeping me from, from them or blocking them from me.
1: Yeah. And in terms of the 4-4, four, for um, four, 4 also uh, is loosely translated in Samoan to, to message. So she was using, yeah. she was rubbing this, this oil on, on you to, yeah. to, to, to release you from the group of these uh, demonic spirits. Yeah. So it- I'd
3: have... Uh, the massage for maybe 20 minutes or half an hour when when i go see her uh for 10 days and she'll just um we'll just have a chat and she'll just talk about the the things that
1: um has happened and and things that are happening at the time nice yeah and how much how much do you accredit uh that process to you obviously after that shortly after that you were back uh, back playing and obviously yeah. you, you know your, your awesome performances at the World Cup, do you think that was a coincidence, or do you attribute that back to that partly to that process? Yeah,
3: definitely. I definitely think it's uh, it's linked back to the, to the process of the football that I had because so I, I came back from that and and it was playing for for two three years. mostly um, back in back with the injury now, um, but I think definitely uh, the four helped me helped me a lot.
1: Bravey. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. So how many? How many, uh, how many uh, women have you got? Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, funny you say that, bro. That's probably why I haven't gone for mine because uh, you know
3: <laughs> <laughs> there's too many.
2: <laughs> oh, we have to go there, do we? There's not enough Fiji,
3: there's not enough know
2: right? let's bring
0: let's bring this one back on track before sammy single-handedly tries to improve uh manu's, manu's father's attempt at breeding more than six internationals um,
3: Manu,
0: um we, 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 when you depart us in a in, in a minute we're going to talk to dan about his uh, oceans apart and um, and I know you've been quite integral in working with um, I think we have to call him Sir Dan now and uh, all of the uh, all of the great stuff he's doing with Oceans Apart uh, what, 100% what, what, one thing that you said earlier and it's and it's uh, yeah, I've kind of thought about it is um uh, is, is that mental um, mental challenge of accepting the injury is a part of the game Where, at, at what point in your career did you did you did you come to terms with that did you accept it because no one no one wants to not be able to play, but when did you accept that? And I guess, you know, what work can can we continue to do with players to educate them from an early doors that actually to get through your rugby career uninjured, you're going to be really, really lucky.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I don't think anyone, you know, you'd be very fortunate to go through rugby without picking up an uh, an injury. And for me, the 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 worst one was when I did my my groin right um i split my pubis um that's the one i was up for for 16 months um on and off i think that was the toughest one for me i definitely learned a lot there because i i didn't handle that very well and you know it's just the, the fact that it was tough that uh i didn't there was no time frame on it because the injury is not very common it's I went to see the doctor and the, the surgeon and he said, that's the that injury only happens to women giving birth. Um, but he split your pubis. So he said, um, in terms of time frame, um, no one knows there's no, there's no operation to it. Cause if they operate it, they'll have to they tie up the, the, the pubis with uh, a wire. So, which means you won't be able to run cause you're, Pubes will, will, will be fixed, you know. It's it's a the pubes is just a just like a normal joint. It, it moves quite freely. So so I said what 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 can we do? And he said so we can just have the injections of um, the the sugar injections, the the glucose, um, just to help it um, stick it back together. And and obviously the time uh, and rehab will help as well. But definitely at that time he was. It was tough. I, I couldn't handle it, and um, you know, I think I said before having my missus with me was was a big part because I, I think if she wasn't there, I, I don't think I would, uh, I would carry on playing rugby. It was it was it was that um, it was that tough. And I remember just one night, I said to my misses, i think I'm done." So, yeah, it, it was a tough one, but I've learned now that it's part of rugby, and you know, you can't be you can't be down about it. So obviously, that's not not going to help the situation, and it's not going to change what what's um, what's happened. So just look forward and and, um, and do everything you can to to come back. Um, and Manny, you were you were so you were
0: Leicester's academy, I guess. Um, you, know, you were fortunate to play with two giants of the game, Mike Gillick and Will Lawson, in that academy, I think. Um, yeah. you, were, <laughs> you you were you were with um is, <laughs> They both they both send their regards. You, 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 that was kind of the Cocker's era of academy rugby, wasn't it? And where where it was almost a kind of a body over mind. You know, the, the, the Leicester Academy was was infamous for. You train hard, you play hard, and actually, in, unless you put your body on the line, um, you're not you're not going to play. Um, ha, ha, how was that education system then? And I guess how was how have you seen that education system develop over the over the
3: subsequent years? Well, that was pretty much um, um, Leicester as a whole. Is, uh, you say you got to put your body on the line. You know, get on with it, no matter what happens. You know, I remember the academy was just. It was pretty brutal the the way that we we train and you pretty much come in you just smash it out of each other um, every day you know and um, we we're doing a lot of weights and it's pretty much the the Leicester that you they used to see and you know you, you got to be tough and you got to intimidate other other teams with the uh, the way that the way that you go about your work on on the field which. For me, you know, I didn't mind. I enjoyed it, to be fair. I think, uh, you know, it's a, it's a different game now. It's a lot, it's a lot, a lot of games now, and um, the, the players are a lot bigger these days, and I think if you do the same now, it, it, won't, it won't quite work. I think now you have to be a little bit more... Smarter about the way you, uh, the way you, you go around doing stuff in uh,
1: in rugby. I remember I remember when I was uh, first came to England. It was two thousand and five, um, and money was what we, we played Leicester, and uh, I uh, for, uh, Wasps versus Leicester. Um, we'd, we'd played We'd play at Adams Park, and uh, I'd gotten into a scrap with uh, with Manu's brother, uh, Alessandro. <laughs> <laughs> it, it spilled over into the into the uh, into the stand, and it was, bit, it was a bit heated. And I remember, I remember going. I hadn't really met Manu at the time, but I remember he was saying, "You were 2000? Probably about 11 or 12, something like that." Don't <laughs> I remember walking into the stadium at Leicester, and nothing had been said about it or anything. I just remembered walking, walking in, and the, the one thing I just heard this little voice going, "Oh boy, you got a to get <laughs> smashed today. It's coming for you." And I looked, by the way, I remember looking at him. <laughs> yeah, what an idiot. Around, yeah. Yeah. Um, And yeah, I think I got smoked, mate. There was, mate, uh, <laughs> like, there was no winning. Physical uh, battle against those boys. Nah, <laughs> no, I mean, uh, not against what? against two or three of them.
3: <laughs> no, nah, bro. It's, uh, like I said, that's that's you know things happen. That's part of the game. You know, it, it's it happens on the field. You know, it happens anywhere. But you know, that's uh, that's life. You know, you just move on and have a laugh. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Dan, do you want to? Uh, you were you were talking to me earlier about, um, and we'll we'll let Manu go because uh, I know he's a he's a very busy chap. Um, and thank you again, Manu. Um, just busy
3: rehabbing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and 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 I believe you've all got some time in your diary to uh, to to just rib two or two people all day as well, haven't you? Uh, that's uh, standard sale practice. He's our new CEO.
2: <laughs>
0: and
1: uh, I I
2: just just. Just while we're on there, mate, um, Monu's, Monu's the captain of the, um, now that he's moved into Manchester, he's the captain of the uh, Manchester Chess Club. Uh, Monu plays a lot of chess and uh, he's, he's the captain of the uh, Chess Club up here in Manchester.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Dan, before you ask your uh, your oceans apart question, um, Manu, um, when you were when you were idolising centres, uh, kind of coming through the game, um, who who was your favourite centre and why was he called Sammy Tuitupu?
3: <laughs> I watched this guy, man. I was like, please don't play Sale, <laughs> <laughs> but as I watched Sammy, man. the player. Um, I know uh, he's he's on here, but. Respected him a lot with the way that um, the way they played the game. You know, tough, tough player. You know, even even though Sammy's not not um, a big guy, but he can he can well, split easy, people mate. in half. <laughs> um, so yeah, definitely um, looked up to Sammy the, the way that he played the game. With especially, um, I think his timing was um, was outstanding. Um, and I think that's why he, well, timing and um, the mindset, I think that's why he could kill anyone he wanted
0: <laughs> uh, If you speak to James Ayrton, his timing was perfect um, uh, ju- ju- just as he gave me a little push he knocked him
1: out, it was it was great timing <laughs> <laughs> Dan, over to you, mate well, I want to thank you for coming on uh, Manu. I know you um You featured um, um, in the Oceans Apart film, Um, I guess just in in, in the background to that. um, It's probably something that you didn't know, um, Manu, but um, when I first uh, three years ago um, embarked on the the project of putting a a documentary together looking at um, the issues behind Pacific Island rugby uh, players, uh, your name actually was uh, on the top of my list to be a presenter for that. Um, I never actually... uh, (laughs) You got to that point bro because i knew you were to be the person. worst presenter <laughs> <laughs> mate you couldn't have been worse than me bro <laughs> no, uh, totally, out go, of the, uh, totally out of the uh the comfort zone um on that one but um mate i appreciated you and it was important that um we had um big voices you know island mean, you know you've been at the top of the game over here in england uh, for a long time and a very respected uh voice not just for what you do on the field but um you know being upstanding off the field as well for our pacific island community so um yeah, um, it was made sense for us to get you on the on the film and uh, make you know all the best. Continue to do that, bro, and uh, yeah, all the best with the rehab.
3: Thank you very much, uh, brother. You know, thanks to you and you know, obviously everyone involved um, for raising the the issue that, the issues that's going on in in the islands. Um, you know, I think um, with with what um, so small um, islands can can do, what what. The islands have done is uh, is massive, and it's just sad that still the the islands can't compete. You know, with the uh, with the with the big nations. I think it's 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 a tough one because I think financially it's, it's probably key. You know, to 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 get things going. Um, you know, even without all the problems that 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 we face, I think it will still be difficult. As as you know, then playing playing over here, um, you know every team's in in control of their of their own destiny. Um, but with the islands, you, it's tough because we're not in control of our of our own players and you know and and, and everything like that. Um, but I think the the work that you guys are doing is is massive. So thank you, thank you to that. And you know if if there's anything. You, you want to ask or, or any little help um, I'll be uh, I'll be here but thank you for for having me on, on your show I hope this new year is going to
1: it's going to be good for, for everyone Cheers, Cheers brother man. I'll Cheers, definitely uh, definitely be giving your call as presenter for Oceans Apart Part P- P- 2 <laughs> <sir>. <laughs> <laughs> No
3: hey guess how me on there
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the Uber driver mate <laughs> <laughs> Dennis the Uber driver I'm here
2: mate
0: Manu i Manu, thanks very much Thank for coming on. Much. Thanks for being open. Have we'll have speak to you day. soon, mate. Cheers, cheers buddy. Cheers, cheers guys. Take care. Cheer, mate. Rugby. Great, great interview, that guys. Um, I, I think what impressed me most about Manu is um, yeah, is one is openness, uh, and there's obviously some work for you to do, Sammy, around you know what really went on at Leicester, and that. You know that that acceptance of you know in your career for someone that's been um, what a horrific injury by the way oh, yeah, um, yeah. what a what a absolutely horrific injury I could see some of our faces not looking but what a um, damn damn when, when when does it happen when when do the when do players and especially the Islanders you know these big tough tough guys you find it in their career to go do you know what I, I just got to accept that this is going to happen and when it happens. It happens, and and maybe I can cope mentally then with not playing
1: the playing the ball. Yeah, I, I think I think Islanders is uh, probably more so than any other uh, people group are pretty uh, naturally relaxed and uh, sort of happy-go-lucky at times as well. So um, you know, for me, whenever I was injured, I, I mean, I was lucky not to have really any long-term injuries throughout my career. Um, you know, but I probably didn't run fast enough or you know hit hard enough. Um uh, you know, hiding and,
2: um, the and, bottom um, of I, the box <laughs> He's too busy each other. To, he's too busy each other up a cut in the rocks.
1: That's a go. Yeah. But um, you know, guys, yeah, but you know, we, we are pretty relaxed and um you know the guys, you know, when when I've spoken to guys, you know, some you see you sort of can see it as a bit of a prolonged um um prolonging your career as well. Mm. And you know, the good thing about rugby is whether you play four games a season or 40 games a season uh, your contract stays the same most of the time when you're playing at that elite level your contract doesn't change that's all tied up uh, um, in in, in cast and stone Um, the money's in the bank so you've got financial security there to to relax someone like Manu um, you know his focus, you know, and, and I'm sure Eddie Jones' focus is to have him fit and firing for England um, and and our World Cups. Um, he did that, you know, he can be proud of that. He has performed for England um, remarkably um, for, you know, consistently for a long, long, long time now at the top there. And, um, you know, um, it probably begs the, the bigger question about, you know, are, are the top guys playing too many games? Um, I know we've got a, a natural um, break in the um, in the season this year because of COVID. And, you um, and now, now the, the cancellation of Europe. Um, but um, you know, um, normally, you know those those frontline players. You know, and someone like Manu would be expected to play almost every game. I know you did it, Sam. You know, even playing through injuries as well, um, um, and and feeling yeah. like you the, that pressure is on you to, to do that. I think particularly when you get to the end of your career, yeah. um, and you're, you're trying, you know, because um, you don't want to give the coaches that excuse not to not to give you another contract. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's lots that come into play, I guess, uh, Simon. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, um, you know, I'm just glad to see Manu, um, you know, smiling. Uh, happy and and in a, 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 a great environment. You know, he, he talked a little bit about um, his you know uh, his dealings with the uh, with the natural healers, but the reality is is that um, you know before he left, Steve Diamond put together a world class uh, medical side there at, at Sale, which he's um, got access to, and um, you know, all the best to, to him for his uh, recovery uh, through this.
0: When he was talking about that, could you hear Sammy? Sammy was on Google looking up how you get married to three women uh, and get massages on a daily basis. He was, uh, but I think it let him just delete that history, mate, from Liz's laptop. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Red Card Club. This podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, Google, or anywhere else you might find your podcasts. This podcast is rugby.